0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Label Me with me, your host, Corinne Behnke. With the abundance of tragic hate crimes against Asian Americans in the States recently, I felt compelled to take this week's episode of Label Me to speak on my experience and how I'm processing everything please keep in mind that my experience is one viewpoint of many Asian American and Pacific Islanders living through this dark time. So if you feel compelled to learn more on what's going on right now, I recommend doing your own research through sites like nextshark.com, which focuses on Asian American news daily, or even reading the latest New York Times article titled Swelling Anti-Asian Violence, Who is Being Attacked and Where? For a glimpse into the hate That the AAPI community is facing today. So I want to start with the fact that the layers and labels of my intersectionality are abundant. I'm Asian American, yes, but if we go a layer deeper, I'm a Filipino American woman who has her roots in California. I'm a child of Filipino immigrants who came to the United States 34 years ago to start a new chapter for their children and give them the best opportunities they could. This here, the United States of America, is my home. I grew up seeing my dad and mom work hard every single day to provide for us. They would wake up religiously at 3 in the morning on the weekdays and drop us off at daycare before 5 a.m. so that they could go to work and come back in the afternoon to cook us meals, clean up our messes, make sure we did our homework, and play with us. And they came to the States with about 2,000 U.S. dollars to their name, so all they did was work really, really hard to provide for their family. Fast forward a few decades, and it's 2021. A lot of us are still trying to find our footing through this pandemic, and the light at the end of the tunnel is the rollout of the COVID vaccines. But what about the other virus of hate? When I get news every single day about hate crimes against someone that looks like my mom, my dad, my aunt, my uncle, or even myself, I think, why? And then I go down the rabbit hole. Seattle, Brooklyn, Houston, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Oakland, Edison, Martinsville, Chicago, San Diego, Salem, St. Petersburg, Syracuse, San Jose. The list of attacks in every location goes on and on. The pure hatred against people of Asian descent that's tsunamied over the states since the COVID pandemic began. Is something that I really struggle wrapping my head around. The March 16, 2021 National Report from Stop AAPI Hate shows data around the types of discrimination, with 68.1% of it being verbal harassment, 20.5% being shunning, and 11.1% of the discrimination being physical assault in the past year alone. If you get bored by numbers and data, just take a look at ABC7 anchor Dion Lim's Instagram account. It's at TV and there you'll find an abundance of hate crimes that have been caught on camera in California alone. What really hit me like a ton of bricks was when I heard the news of the Atlanta spa shooting at the end of March 2021. I was crying for days because... I realized how much I compartmentalized my sadness and anger about all the attacks leading up to this one. And because I had so heavily needed to grieve for these people who were killed for being Asian. And I just kept thinking about the victims' families first. Right? Like, to get that news is one thing, but... To get that news and learn that the actual reason that they were killed was for no other reason than the color of their skin, the shape of their eyes, the color of their hair. And because of the ignorance of hate. And then I think about the fact that they were fed the American dream as most and all immigrants really are, right? Come to America. Make a better living. Create a better life for yourself. Provide for your family. I think about that parallel to my parents and how they did the same exact thing. You know, maybe under different circumstances, slightly different circumstances, but that American dream that most immigrants, all immigrants, really come to find and achieve is now just tainted by the fact that we can't feel comfortable in our own home. And all of that has led me to how I've been managing since then. I've come to realize just how unsafe I feel in my own home state and in my own country around last fall my family on my husband's side immediate family had decided to travel safely to North Carolina to be together during the pandemic and just get that quality time in because a lot of us were really suffering and my husband and I didn't end up going and aside from the fear of covid of it all which was very real to all of us for me the larger fear in all of that was traveling while asian across country and being so unsure of how much hate and just the like velocity of hate that i could potentially face driving across country And in that moment, when we had decided not to go as hard as it was, I think what was also really tough for me was knowing that my family members didn't truly understand. I don't think they knew how bad the hate in the country was at the time. And I don't blame them. If you're not a person of color, you really haven't had to walk in our shoes and obviously there are so many layers to that statement in itself everyone struggles with their own issues that they face in their day to day but the racism that is so deeply rooted in our culture against Asians, black people, Latinos, Muslims, It really is something that if you're not a person of color it'll be really hard for anyone who's not to understand. In the past two weeks alone I've had incidents that have happened to me where I truly didn't know how to process them in real time. In one walk that I was taking the other week I stepped out to walk my dogs quickly and I was hit on twice but the difference between these two times and any other time that I've been hit on is that I'm on edge now. The first man that hit on me was actually like quickly running behind me as I was walking my dogs and so I could sense that someone was coming up behind me and I pulled over on the sidewalk because I assumed that he just needed to walk past and use the sidewalk So I did that and I turned around and the guy stopped and just said, hi. And in that moment, I couldn't really process what was happening. Someone had run towards me, stopped and said hi. And because of all the hate crimes that are happening right now against Asian Americans and because of what happened with Sarah Everard, I didn't know. I truly couldn't understand if this man was trying to work up a conversation to start attacking me or what was going on. So after a couple seconds, I just said back briefly, hi. And then he started asking me, where do you live? Um, are you in the neighborhood? Uh, I just moved here and I just saw you and I had to come and say hi to you and I just remember during that whole conversation I was in flight mode I was looking to my left and to my right trying to see which way I could go should I need to run and if this conversation had turned south what exit plan did I have the fact that my mindset is set to that default currently is just a really unfortunate consequence of living through all of this racial hate and injustice in America right now. And so I had safely gotten myself out of that situation. This is, you know, me continuing my walk and trying to get home with my dogs. And as I had turned the corner to walk a different direction I just hear all of a sudden hello coming from behind me again my brain instantly goes into flight mode I'm wearing sunglasses so I think okay look over your shoulder with your eyes but don't look back and couldn't see anyone and then I hear it again hello hey you and then I realize it's a car slowing down his driving to catcall me. The situation here then makes me think, okay, is this guy about to jump out of his car to harass me? Does he have a weapon on him? Does he have a gun? So here I am once again in flight mode. I am walking extremely fast at this point. I'm just trying to get to a part of the street where he cannot turn, maybe turn into a restaurant, that he can't get access to something. Get away, get away, get away is all I'm thinking. And so as this man keeps yelling from his car to catcall me with different words and phrases and things that aren't worth repeating, I just think in my head, wow, this sucks. (laughs) You know, it really hit me that day that being an Asian American woman in America is extremely uncomfortable a lot of times. And because I've spent so much of this pandemic inside, I hadn't really had to face any of these moments in so long. And now they're all coming back again. And it's horrifying. I think that most people of color in America can agree when I say that it's exhausting to just exist each day in a society that has such deep-rooted systemic issues like racism. And it's unfortunate that I know people in my immediate circle who have had to suffer the consequences of walking while Asian. The New York Times article that I had mentioned at the top of this episode had an incident listed from November 2020 in San Diego. It said, A family with a one-year-old daughter was out on a walk when confronted and subsequently followed by a woman whispering, Why do Muslims behead white people and not Chinese people? And that was the story of how one of my best friends was harassed by a white woman while she was out in her own neighborhood walking with her husband and her one-year-old daughter. My mom had actually texted me about two weeks ago to warn myself and my brothers to be aware of our surroundings because her friend's mom who's a 60-ish-year-old Asian woman, was almost attacked in downtown LA's little Tokyo. And she was thankfully protected by a bystander before she was actually assaulted. And the fact that I'm over here worrying about my parents' safety, knowing that a large amount of the hate crimes against Asian Americans has been against our elders. It just threw me off in addition to know that as much as I'm fearing for my safety and my parents' safety, they're over there sitting in their house doing the same for us. And so it really is this really heavy time of trying to process why there's so much hate, how we can protect ourselves, how we can spread word and protect others, how we can try to help people understand how bad it really is. And that's a lot of work on the Asian community and it's exhausting. And so I leave this episode here with a few of these stories and a little bit of my Perspective on everything that's going on right now in America, specifically the Asian hate crimes going on right now. And it really is to leave whoever's listening with the thought of how can I help? How can I help be an ally to the Asian community? How can I help be an ally to people of color? Do I even realize how bad it is? Do I realize? Just exactly how deeply rooted the hate and racism is. And if you can give yourself the time and space to sit with that and find solutions, then I've done what I can here. (laughs) But this is also just the beginning. There are a lot of resources that I'll link in the show notes, and there's a lot of work to be done. And it's dependent on all of us coming together as a community to support one another, to protect one another, to be allies, and to just listen on top of it all. And if you are listening to this and you are a part of the AAPI community, just know that I'm here for you. And I know that everyone's experience in this is very different and there's so many layers so if you need an ear to listen feel free to reach out and just know that sharing your story if you feel comfortable is something that can really really have an impact on this world